0: This is your Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, April 1st, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that is no fool today. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I promise I won't do that again.
1: Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey there, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at @r_miriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email the show at Lockdown at gmail.com. On today's show, it is April Fool's Day, so we're going to turn the tables a little bit. Instead of pulling a prank, we are going to say what we were fools about this season and uh, and then cut ourselves a little bit of slack and say something we were right about, too. We've got some changes to the Flyers lineup, including the return and addition of a couple of guys against the Leafs. We're going to talk about the second half of that back-to-back this weekend against the Rangers, and we're going to wrap up with our gritty thing of the week. Locked On Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe and you will get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So in Flyers news, it looks like we are going to get Ronnie Attard mm. in, in the lineup. He's wearing number 47, which a lot mm-hmm. of people, I think, were taken aback by that because of the Andrew McDonald connection there. I gotta say, I am thrilled. I think he's going to, like, get the bad luck out of that number. He's going to, you know, cleanse it, and it's going to be a brand new day for number 47 for the Flyers.
1: I mean, I didn't have to think about Andrew McDonald until now and the Flyers fans, like, just weird uh, fascination slash obsession with this guy. So hopefully he doesn't get that going.
0: Yeah, hopefully, but you know, he seems to have the right attitude and these games are just a great chance for guys like him to make an impact and show what he's got. And I'm looking forward to it. The other guy returning to the lineup is Nate Thompson, which we heard was a thing that could be coming soon, but I, I guess I just wasn't ready for it this soon. I was thinking maybe another week or so, but he will be your fourth line center.
1: Okay. (laughs) i mean uh, you know like what am i supposed to say like
0: the guy was hurt pretty bad so it's good to see him back. i'm happy
1: he's back Mm -hmm. um i'm not unhappy to not see that's a couple double negatives patrick brown Mm -hmm. it's still the fourth line it's still he's still too slow for the league he's a nice guy but like what am i i I can't get excited about it he's it's not going to help the team well
0: i think one way it could help the team uh is on the penalty kill, but we'll okay. get to that in the game previews coming up in a little bit. We've got one more bit of news. Bobby Brink is down to the final three in the Hobie Baker contest, which is good to see. The other two are Ben Myers from Minnesota, Drain McKay from Minnesota State. Those other two are undrafted. So he's the only drafted player of the three.
1: Yeah, I'm a little surprised. I thought Ben would, would hang in there and he mm-hmm. hasn't. Um, you know, Ben Myers, It's funny. He could he could end up winning it, even though I would give it to Brink out of those three because he's just like been very showy this year. But I don't love his talent. And so that's there'll be an interesting thing if he wins it. You know, when you get an undrafted Hobie Baker guy, he'll definitely get signed like he's getting signed anyhow. And I always find that kind of weird, but it happens.
0: All right, so on to our April Fools. And we don't like to be wrong about things, but on occasion, uh, we can admit when we are wrong and we are the fools about the Flyers. And I am perfectly willing to admit that the first thing I was absolutely wrong about, and I talked about it on another show recently, but... My bold prediction for the season was that the Flyers would be fun this year, and (laughs) I have never been more wrong about something in this team in my entire life, it feels like. And I thought that even if they weren't top tier, which... I didn't expect them to be top tier, let's be clear. But even if they weren't, you know, strong playoff contenders, that they would be fun. I felt like there was a dynamic enough lineup. I really love the Cam Atkinson ad. You know, I thought if... Ryan Ellis was really that top pairing guy. Things were going to be great. And we would show some strong defensive play. Literally none of that happened. Atkinson's had a great year, but there hasn't been enough around him to just make it fun and just the negativity and the fact that they wound up having to trade Claude Giroux. I mean, that is the least fun thing that has happened in the last 20 years of this team. So I mean, this seems to have really
1: affected you. This, this, you know, if you could, if you could, um, roll back time and and change that. I feel like it would change the last few months of your life.
0: <laughs> possibly. Very possibly.
1: <laughs> well, I was wrong about Joel Faraby leading the team in goals. Uh, now, had he been fully healthy? Could that have happened? Sure. But it didn't. And maybe the way the arc of the team was that it was probably never going to happen. So, yeah, I probably uh, was a little too eager to to throw his name in there for that and maybe uh, a little too premature.
0: Well, I think, you know, we're all wrong about individual players, you know, from time to time. And, you know, for me, the second thing I, I was wrong about, and I think I was just mistaken. And I underestimated the recovery process, but I really thought Oscar Limblom would be a much bigger factor for the team this season. And that is my bad for not really understanding what his uh, recovery process would be like in terms of getting the endurance that he needed and getting the strength that he needed to be more of a factor. And I think that in the latter half of this season, you can see a lot more of what makes him a great player than you did at the beginning of the season. So I think he's getting there. But, you know, if you look at October, November, he just had three assists total. But if you look at December, three goals, four assists. January, two goals, three assists. February, three goals, three assists. Um, March, he had three goals. He had his most average ice time in February at, you know, 16 and a half minutes. The other months, he was kind of about 13, 13 and a half minutes per game. And I think they managed that properly. I I don't think they overdid it with him. And and that's where maybe I made the mistake that I thought he would consistently get more minutes than he did. But, you know, again, happy to be wrong because I didn't understand how this was supposed to go for him.
1: I I get that. I I almost fell into that, too, I think, because I think we just, you know, had strong feelings about the guy and we saw Mm -hmm. that there's some improvement there. Uh, This one... This one's going to be one of those like backhanded compliments, but I'm going to say I was wrong that Zach McEwen could actually be a regular on this team because I didn't (laughs) think he could because I didn't think he could score. I was right that he can't score. He only has two goals, but he is indeed a regular on this team. So take that one for what you will. Uh, That has completely surprised me this year.
0: Yeah, it has surprised me as well. I think that thinking about the Flyers not being fun, a lot of people think he's a ton of fun to watch. And so for a lot of fans, he has been a bright spot because he does show that energy Yeah, and he'll fight. I, you know, I can appreciate that to some degree. Yeah, to some degree
1: I can, sure.
0: I, I would like a fourth liner that does that, but can also score goals every now and again. Right. And I think that's just been the missing part of his game. And you know, he got one recently, but it's just been an uphill climb. I think for him on that front, he, he just feels snake bit. So I understand what you're saying there, that it's a double edged sword. It is. Zach McEwen. Yeah. All right. So now that we've admitted our foolishness, <laughs> let's give ourselves a little bit of a break here. I think the one thing for me that I'm very glad I was right about is that I had full confidence that Carter Hart was going to bounce back and be okay. And while he hasn't been a Sturkin, and I don't think anybody could be a Shisterkin, um to that level, I think it's been an incredible season for him. I think that Carter Hart has done a very solid job in that. And any of the worries that I had about his game from last year in terms of just letting in too many soft goals and to not have the right movement, not have the right positioning, all of those worries are no longer there. And so I'm very glad to be right about that.
1: Yeah, I, I feel the same way about him. I feel like he's handled a lot of these situations much better than he did last year. And so for that, I'm, I'm really happy. Um, so one that I got right is the fourth line, still a black hole. I didn't mind saying it when I said it, I still don't mind saying it guys rotate in and out. I've never seen a flyers team, especially that has Mm. such a fourth line that really can't do anything other than fight. They really can't produce anything. They never have been able to be, you know, a good cycling fourth line or a, Puck possession fourth line or a fourth line that, gain you know draws penalties or can shut down anything. They're really just a fourth line with some toughness, and they really haven't done anything other than that this year. I
0: think when Wellman is in there, he has the forechecking ability and he has the speed, but he is lacking a lot of the finish yeah. that we've been talking about as well. You know, he scored a couple recently, but mm-hmm. he was kind of snake bit for a while there as well. And so I see what you're saying, but they do have some of that forechecking skill. Um, I just don't think they take advantage of it and have results from it. Okay. So I'll give you fair. 50% on that one. All right. That's
1: fine. It's a tough grade, All but right. I'll take it.
0: <laughs> We're going to talk about this weekend's back-to-back coming up next, but first I want to talk to you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less. Plus, they've got quick and easy meals, including 20-minute recipes, low prep, and easy cleanup options. They provide an even faster route to putting food on the table. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including veggie, fit and wholesome, family-friendly and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. I love using HelloFresh because you always get something that tastes incredible and it's just the right amount of food for two people or sometimes I've got a meal for myself and leftovers the next day. Go to hellofresh.com slash locked on 16 and use the code locked on 16 that's all on one word for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's hellofresh.com slash locked on 16 and the code locked on 16.
1: We've been talking about Built Bar for a long time on this show, and now you know how much we love them. But Built has more than protein bars. Have you tried Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. All Built Bars, including those puffs, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to Bilt.com and scroll down to the macros chart, you'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. They have so many delicious flavors like Mint Brownie, Raspberry, and Cherry barcia. New for this month, Caramel Almond Delight. New flavors are coming out all the time at Built Bar. They're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, and then they go out and figure out how to make it healthy. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So, Russ, we've got a pretty tough back-to-back coming up this weekend where first we are facing the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's very weird because we haven't really talked about the Leafs on this show because we haven't faced them. It's true. And so I feel like we've almost been in this black hole about them, even though they've been one of the top teams in the league this season. And man, you know, given everything, it is going to be a tough matchup for the Flyers. And I think for Ronnie Adder to have this be his first NHL game is going to be a tall order. I'm hoping that they'll, you know, shelter his minutes, a little bit in this game i'm assuming he'll be paired up with keith yandel uh nick sealer was in that slot it seems like keith yandel was sick at practice yesterday so he didn't skate um oscar limblom had a maintenance day as well so it's going to be i think for addard and for cam york uh, a real big test in their early careers
1: it will uh you know the leafs have just an amazing top six they have a lot of scoring ability. Austin Matthews is maybe even better than I advertised him, which is hard to say because I really pumped him and kept getting a lot of questions pre-draft. And is he really that good? Is he really the number one? Can a guy from Arizona really be that good? Well, we all know the answers now. And now the answer is, now is there an answer to kind of slow him down? Because, you know, he might he might get his 50th game before that, 50th goal before that, or he might get it in this game. You yep. almost it's almost gotten to the point where it's like McDavid, if he gets one, you don't lose it. It's just like, all right, can we hold him to just one point? You know, maybe, you know, one goal even. That that may be the way you handle Austin Matthews and you kind of look at the rest. Uh, I would think they wouldn't match up Adder's, you know, pairing or his defensive pair, partner with him against the top two lines. I would hope not.
0: I would certainly hope not. <laughs> yeah, You know,
1: and so, like, if you go against their fourth line, that's much easier because right now it's... Um, Spezza, Simmons and who am I leaving out I can't Kyle re- Clifford Kyle Clifford who you know not the fleetest of foot certainly have to deal with the physicality but it would be much slower out there and I think based on um the pace right now that kind of addards on that's the matchup I think if Mike yo were me he would listen to me or if I were Mike yo that's what I would do um but I think that's the way you would go because even the Kerfoot lines a little a little fast for him. So I would do that. Now York's got a monumental task. Like Mm -hmm. we haven't really talked about um, the fact that they're playing a young guy on his offside for his first real full NHL action, like the most action he's seen. I don't know if this could continue into next year, to be honest. Like I, you know, but against, if they go up against the top line of the Leafs with that, you know, Trying to deal with Mitch Marner and Matthews like that, that's an awful tough way to go. I mean, Provorov's really going to have to step up this game. But this, this game could be disastrous in the sense that Giordano has really solidified their defense
0: yeah and that was the biggest move they made at trade yeah. deadline and you know if you were going to look at a weakness that the Leafs have it would have been on the defensive side of things and goaltending right yes but by picking up Giordano it really solidifies that middle pairing and so it cuts down the amount of time that you're going to maybe be able to break through the neutral zone not that the Flyers are amazing at doing that to begin with right but I think that this kind of shuts that down at least enough that the flyers are gonna really struggle to even get quality offensive zone time just because of the structure there.
1: Well I mean and, and now that we know for sure that um, Peter Morazic's out for six weeks, we could almost bank on the fact that Shalburn will be going in this game like it's it's well
0: I'm not hundred percent sure because Shalgun's playing in the game against the Jets tonight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so Jack Campbell could be ready to come back in, they don't know yet uh, 100%, but regardless, uh, who's ever in net is not going to be their first choice or at 100%. So if they can get shots on net, there's there's a chance. But Yeah, it's I think that's there. fair. I,
1: I will be surprised if it's Campbell. I could see Shawgren getting the, the call again uh, just because these are sort of games that the Leafs have to sort of get through and stay healthy, and I think they're going to really be overly careful with Campbell now that Morazic's out for the rest of the regular season, and at least the first round of the playoffs, you know, if Campbell were to get hurt, that you know, that their season's pretty much shot. No offense to Shogren. He may be able to carry him for a little while, but, you know, this is a big, tall order. But just for this game, if Shogren is in there like I think he's going to be, you know Flyers fans are going to be cursing the fact that it's another goalie that the team doesn't really know about. There isn't going to be a lot of video on him, and that could be problematic.
0: One thing that I think the Flyers could use to their advantage here is that they do have some new guys in the lineup that the Leafs are not familiar with. And there really hasn't been enough time to get tape on, on these guys, and, and at least from the goaltending side on the Leafs, maybe a Noah Cates could break through here. Maybe a Hayden Hodgson could break through here uh, just because, you know, there, there'll there be some surprises. On the flyer side, but again, that's kind of a grasping at straws situation here because the Leafs are such a strong team. I do like putting Noah Cates on the line with Joel Farabee and Cam Atkinson. Mm-hmm. I think they're very creative players, all of them, and I think that you know they they could get a goal or two in this.
1: Yeah, I think they could, and and I think you still can victimize the Leafs defense to a degree. It's not the most solid in the league, and so I think I think there's a, a way to do that. I also think um, the physicality part you're not really going to win. Now Simmons may not want to fight anybody that was his teammate, and he'll but fight half the
0: team was not his teammate. No, I mean, at so. this point
1: it's true. So, but you know, and and he'll fight McEwen and lose, um, and that, and that's not a problem because you know really Simmons is not the same player, not even close that he was. But you almost don't want to overdo that if you're the Flyers because. Just having Wayne Simmons kind of, like, even a little unhinged in the game, not great to go against your team that way. I, I would I would try and limit it to they're going to do it just to one fight because, honestly, I get that the fans want to be entertained, but I don't know. I, I think they're fighting too much lately. I, I just – I don't mind fighting in the game. I don't. But I don't look at it as a form of entertainment. When guys fight – Because there's something going on in the game and they finally just get fed up with each other. I think that's entertaining. But when guys fight like early on in a game or just for momentum, I'm not into that anymore.
0: Well, with Simmons and McEwen, uh, anything is possible. That's for sure. But I think, you know, one of the most important things for the Flyers to do is, is to stay out of the box. Because... Power play one for the Leafs is Nylander, Tavares, Marner, Matthews, and Morgan Riley. I mean, that is not something you want to see.
1: No, no, you don't. Um, Riley could be a dangerous guy. Uh, he's, He's not been too dangerous offensively, though. It's not been his, like, best offensive year.
0: No, but if he's your power play quarterback and you've got those other four guys, I think you're in good shape
1: you are but i'll tell you one thing that's still kind of holding true with the leafs that has really surprised me they don't get a lot of offense from their from their um blue line they just don't
0: that is true that is true and i i think that you know because the defensive side of things has been the biggest problem for them that's been the focus in terms yes. of what they they do in gameplay but you know, the the Leafs are not the only team the Flyers are facing this weekend. We've got the Rangers on Sunday. So we're gonna talk to you about that coming up after we talk about Bet Online. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. From all the latest odds, contests and player props, you name it. Bet online remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Russ. So after the Flyers play the Leafs, we got a turnaround on Sunday and play the New York Rangers, who are in second place in the division, holding strong. And, you know, they've had some... Pretty incredible stories this season. I think the two top ones, of course, are Igor Shesterkin mm-hmm. in a goal and Chris Kreider, who's had a phenomenal season. He's third in goals with uh, 46 at the time of recording. He's leading the league in power play goals. I think he has 24. Just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, he's been great. Uh, I kind of expect him to be voted future captain. It's amazing they still don't have a captain. Like, that's just kind of a weird sidebar, but uh, I don't have Kre- a
0: mascot either. So there you go. No, I
1: get the <laughs> now mascot. Like, trust me, I'm behind that. Um, But I'm just not behind teams, not having a captain. That's just a weird thing that's been going on with them. But anyhow, Kreider has been great. He goes to the net. He is a big problem, especially on the power play. Like that is something where maybe that's where, you know, Nate Thompson will come in handy on that because something's got to stop him when he's in front of the net. I mean, you have Panarin to deal with, and now Andrew Copp too. Andrew Copp has been, like, a perfect fit for them. And and he's producing, and And Frank Vetrano has been a really good fit, too, speed-wise, kind of, you know, giving them that extra speed in the top six. So those moves, and Justin Braun's been hurt. Like, he hasn't really even played. He's played one game. So that's been the um, the weird part of all this. So I don't know if we'll see him or not in that game, but the Rangers are hard to deal with. Either goalie is hard to deal with. And, and now they're more of a complete team than they were earlier in the year. So it, and it will be a very hard game at MSG.
0: That's the thing is that I think for a good portion of this season, you could kind of say, Oh, well, the Rangers are just lucking out because they're having this phenomenal season from Shisterkin and he's carrying this team who is, you know, not good otherwise. But I think other players have caught up, right? And they have this team-focused attitude where everybody is buying in. And, you know, Panarin is is playing really well recently as well. And I I just think that um, this is a team that, based on the moves they made at trade deadline, they Filled very specific needs. Sorry, Justin Braun, <laughs> but <laughs> um, no, it was a good pickup for them in terms of having a depth defenseman. Whereas, it was, you know, it was the perfect a pickup. In, for a team like the Flyers, he's your uh, reluctant top pairing defenseman. And on the Rangers, he's in the exact role that he should have been playing all along, which is a depth defenseman that is really solid defensively and can, you know, play shutdown when you need him to. And so, I think this is going to be a really tough matchup, especially again, like I said, coming off the Leafs game as well. The Flyers are going to be tired out from that one and then face yet another pretty fast team in the New York Rangers.
1: Yeah, this is tough times. I mean, these are games where they could either really show us something or show us what they're deficient at. Like, that's really where we're at right now.
0: Yeah. And so I think that while it may be a tough situation for some of these kids to come into and th- these new signees to come into, I think it provides you know great opportunity for them as well and I certainly hope this is you know an experience that even if you know maybe they don't have the greatest games ever, they'll learn a lot and you'll you can watch them build in yeah. future games and i think you know that's the most important thing right now is that the prospects get ice time but it's not so much that it feels like the team is depending on them entirely and that they learn things and that they progress so i think that uh, that's kind of where we are and i am very nervous <laughs> for the weekend overall <laughs> and how it's going to turn out but uh, it's it's going to be good i think it's going to be a good thing for everybody
1: I will say any prospect that gets to play at Madison Square Garden is always something that's great for them anyhow because it's just one of those places that all hockey players sort of look forward to playing in. So like, just from a perspective that they get to do that is a nice thing to sort of check off early in their career. So I'll feel good about the players doing that regardless of the outcome.
0: Exactly. Well, we're going to wrap things up with Gritty. And the one thing that Gritty was up to this past week was some questionable food decisions. Oh, boy. And the Inquirer put together a best hoagie bracket to find the best hoagie sandwich in the area. And, you know, they had many local people of note fill out brackets. So Gritty was one of them and you know going through the options of uh dolores or angelo's like some really yeah. good local institutions here winds up voting for wawa in the end which okay. is just so i mean i understand why because it's it's a sponsor tie-in i get it but I, it's that. Maybe like Gritty could have come up with his own sandwich or something. If you're oh, that's to a be good cute. thing. I like that. Yeah, yeah, like a sandwich called the Gritty. You know.
1: Yeah, I I, I just look. Wawa is a fine place, especially if you just very looking reliable, pres- reliable. If you're quick, what needs, something quick, whatever. But to to basically say that like they're a great sandwich place, like Gritty's got to have his head examined. I'm sorry. But with all the choices in Philly you are not choosing Wawa over all those choices you're just not.
0: You are most certainly not but certainly in a pinch Wawa is fantastic and definitely better than sheets.
1: Oh yeah I mean sheets I don't even understand like you could walk into a sheets no matter where it is no matter what time of day and it always seems like you're waiting on this endless line. Forget sheets I, I they aggravate me.
0: All right. On that note, that'll do it for today's show and for the week. We'll be back again on Monday. We're going to talk about this back to back against the Leafs and Rangers, and we will have our nemesis of the week, which is always a fun time. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in your mailbag questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers, or you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter, at R-Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M.
1: I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y.
0: You made us your first listen today. Now make your next listen, Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend.